Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, if you're a long-time watcher of Ups and Downs, you know sometimes I pretend we're going to stand there and mourn something interesting, then I laugh at you for thinking we would actually do that. But today, it changes. Because for the second week of the row, we did not get a Veer is coming to Raw promo, and you know what that means in terms of WWE. His character is basically dead. So yes, seriously, please do join me. Put your hands together. Stare over there like you're feeling forlorn. And let's just take a few seconds to feel really, really sorry for Veer. Doesn't it just suck? But we do have to move on because we cannot live in the past. Hello, I am Simon from World Culture and welcome to what is essentially just a review show where we focus on wrestling. And today we shall go into Raw. And don't forget, it's going to be Raw Rumble season soon and then WrestleMania. So really, things should be about to start getting good. Let's up those doubts. learned two things for 2022. One, having Brock Lesnar on every single show is most definitely a good thing. (laughs) Also do, if you find yourself in some kind of situation where you don't know what to do with Bobby Lashley, just all of a sudden reintroduce Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander and have Bob beat him up. Because yes, Cedric and Shelton did approach Bob at the start of Raw and Lashley just went, nah, I don't want to be your friends anymore. They went, but we don't have anything else to do. And they skulked off. So Lashley clearly has been hanging around with Roman Reigns in his gaslighting ways. Because when he was fighting Goldberg, he was all buddy-buddy. And now he's flicking them away. Does it really cost that much to be nice? Lesnar had also made his way out to the ring during all of this. I kid you not. He was barely able to say anything before he was interrupted. So bring down the board and it now rolls up to eight in WWE. And we've only been doing it a week, which means it's 10 overall across all wrestling promotions. And a quick shout out to that one guy in the comments who went, why are you doing this? It's a staple of pro wrestling. That's the whole point, you goober. We taken the mick out of the stereotypes. And it was, of course, Bob and MVP who came to confront their challenger at the Raw Rumble. And at first, Lashley was playing all nice, going, oh, Brock Lesnar, he's so great. I love you so much, dot, dot 
dot, dot. Apart from the fact you've been ducking me for 20 years. As ever, Brock gets the best lines, though, because he said, I'm not really sure how that's possible, because before the day one pay-per-view... Ah, all right. Before the day one premium life event, I didn't even know who you were, Bob, so we were firing those shots. It got even better, because Lesnar then told a knock-knock joke with Paul Heyman that actually went, knock-knock, who's there? Bobby, Bobby who? And honestly, Brock, without even skipping a beat, just went, exactly. There ain't no argument no more. This is the best version of Brock Lesnar. He then just walked off after absolutely verbally wrecking Bobby Lashley and put your hands up if you are ready for this match at the next premium live event. My hand stays up, and therefore it gets it up. This, of course, opened the door for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin to jump Bobby Lashley, and he just murked him. I mean, he killed them. It was the equivalent of that Simpsons kid going, stop, stop, they're already dead. And we didn't need to do this. You don't have to bring these two guys back to TV just so somebody can beat them up. You do know they are pretty good wrestlers. Well, clearly you don't, and it's getting it down. And then, good grief, I did not see this coming. So we were in the back with RKO doing more comedy and Randy Orton literally wrote on Riddle's hands, tag in Randy, because last week Riddle hadn't done that and that's why Orton believes they lost the match. This then led in two RK Bro versus Alpha Academy for the Raw Tag Team titles. Embrace yourself if you don't know, because Otis and Chad Gable And it was a pretty good match too. I mean, Riddle hit a dive at one point to trigger the commercial break. And when we came back, Chad Gable was going to work. But of course, it all ties into the finish. Because Randy on this time did get the hot tag. He did run wild. And that's when Riddle went, well, I know what I'll do. I will try and attack Otis on the outside. He failed because Otis absolutely ruined him. He then got a tag. Randy Orton didn't notice. And then Otis hit the world's strongest slam. And he... Pinned Randall Keith Orton to, like I say, become a champion. Oodalani. And I will tell you why this rocked. For starters, nobody saw it coming, and WWE can always do more of that. But also, too, here we are in 2022, and Chad Gable and Otis just won some championships. That makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I'm also now convinced that we probably are going to do Riddle versus Randy on a WrestleMania, which I'm totally fine with. It is getting it up. Damien Priest then just told us he was going to be in the Royal Rumble, so somebody should probably find Johnny Knoxville and go, sorry, John, you got lied to when you were told you had to tip Sami Zayn over the top rope. And Bianca Belair said that later on in her number one contendership match, she will win and take on Becky Lynch. It was then Damien Priest and the Street Profits taking on Apollo Crews and the Dirty Dogs, and while a lot of elements of this kind of made me feel like I was stuck in a time loop. It was fine. Like, the fans didn't really care, but they know what they're doing. They are able to put on a decent wrestling match. There was lots of craziness and near falls, and of course, Montez Ford did one of those beautiful dives where he just soars over the top rope and you think, man, what an incredible human being you are to take out Apollo Crews and Commander General Aziz. And this kind of caused somewhat of a distraction, maybe, but not really. So Angelo Dawkins got zigzagged by Dolphy Ball Ziggles and Dolph got the win. So this was fine and my main gripe is that we really need a better plan for the US Championship because Damien Priest, like I say, is going into the Raw Rumble, which kind of makes this piece of tin Feel like we should just forget about it. Seth Rollins was then out next on Raw, and I tell you, this dude is just on fire right now. He is super pumped for the Raw Rumble because he is going to take on Roman Reigns, his brother, and win the Universal Championship. And I actually wouldn't be against that at all. <laughs> Which is when, of course, 
He got interrupted. So, bring it down. Yes, it rolls up to nine in WWE and 11 overall. And I'm an idiot. Why did we start this? I already forgot one last week. And I will absolutely forget one this week and probably next week. And in March and April and May and June and July. Because there are just too many. It was Big E though. So all of a sudden I was in my happy place. And he kept it nice and simple. He is betting on Seth Rollins to indeed be victorious at the Raw Rumble premium live event. Don't want to be shocked anymore. It really, really hurts. To the point he has put $10 on this because, of course, he will win the Raw Rumble. He will go to WrestleMania. He will take on Seth and he'll get back his gold. So, yeah, seriously, do literally that, WWE. And there's a small chance that we will be doing it because Big E then goaded Seth Rollins into having a match right here, right now. Eventually, he did accept. And while Big E lost, which made me go, man, what the flappage is going on, WWE loves doing this with the person that is going to win the Royal Rumble. So all cross your fingers and just squeeze really hard and hopefully we can manifest it into existence. They also got some serious time and let's be honest, Seth Rollins and Big E could have a match anywhere and it would rock. And Big E at first was throwing Seth around. He took his head and he smashed it into Alan and Out's table. And this is when Seth kind of had to go after his leg because of course if you ain't got a leg, you can't do any wrestling moves. But he was so riled up though, he did that spear through the ropes onto Seth Rollins and then went back to hurling him like he was a sack of potatoes. Now you'll be going, fine, a sack of potatoes weighs loads. Yes, but that's the point. Big E is really massive, so he'd be able to do it. They're then trading back and forth when Big E turned a curb stomped attempt into a power bomb, which is my new favorite spot. And just to get to the ending, because you already know what is going to go down, eventually Seth did hit this Kirby thingamajig and he got the win. So yes, I am going to give this an up, even though I disagree with how it went, although Seth Rollins is the number one contender. But I have totally bought into the fact that I've made up in my own skull the Big E is now going to win the Royal Rumble. And man, that would make me so damn pleased. <laughs> now watch as I get it completely rolled. This really was a night for assholes too because all the bad guys kept winning but at least we did a lot of interesting stuff. For weeks though, we have seen that there is something wrong between Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. And if you do watch Ups and Downs, I've been going, we should ensure Nikki Ash goes heel because it will make this character more interesting. Well, that's exactly what happened. Now, it did start badly because Ash went, oh, Rhea, I think we should have another tag team title match. I don't know what kind of accent that was. And Rhea was like, that's not what we discussed backstage. I thought we were going to talk about the Rumble. And I was like, Ripley is right. In what world do you two schmoes deserve another championship match? In fact, Rhea wanted to take this as far as them going their separate ways, but Nikki didn't want to. So just as Nikki was celebrating on the ropes, like, oh man, it's going to be okay. It looked like Rhea Ripley was going to attack her. But instead, when the Nightmare went to fist bump her, Nikki absolutely whipped her ass. She has turned heel. And very unfortunately, when she was walking away, she had to stand on the rampway for honestly about 72 years and also under the line, almost superheroes <laughs> don't have friends. Now, no one has ever said that sentence in the history of the world and also grammatically, it is all over the place. However, let's make Nikki crazy. Let's get away from this superhero stuff and kind of go back to that nuts gimmick she used to do ages ago. And I do admit, as a segment, this was a bit weird, but the result was the right one. And I'm actually intrigued to see how this is going to go. 24-7 nonsense next and you know the deal when we do these backstage skits 
Nothing entertains me more while simultaneously the more serious side of me is like, man, this is really stupid. The short version is that Reggie was teaching Dana Brooke, the 24-7 champion, how to eat a Philly cheesesteak, I am not joking, when our truth approached with a bin. I'm seriously not making this up either because all of a sudden Reggie had spider senses and knew that the championship was in danger. This is when Tazawa came out of the bin and because in this fracas, Tamina got Mina and the cheesesteak was thrown over her, she beat up the bin. Now, who... Well, I don't even know. It then ended with Reg bumping into Omos. And Dana Brooke being like, no, no, don't take him on. So clearly Omos is absolutely going to destroy him next week. And I have no idea who is writing this, but I'd love to be here. So this really did make me laugh out loud, but you cannot paint it as good. I can't even believe it exists. And it's a real thing that I watched. So even though I am going to give it a down, WWE, please, from the bottom of my dizzy toes, keep doing this because I love it. Omos then did go to the ring and he absolutely ruined this guy called Nick Sanders. And Omos is so tall, there's every chance that Nick Sanders was like six foot two, but the height difference was absolutely ridiculous. And yes, if you listen closely, you hear Omos go, should I do the height thing? And the referee goes, yeah, yeah, do the height thing. So he starts doing that with his hand. Boy, do I love it when we see behind the curtain. But you know how I feel about Omos. I want him to smash everyone and be the big guy that he can be. And it's not like we're not doing this across all promotions with people who are bigger than average. So why can't we do it here? I mean, it was nothing. You could skip by it, but I'm still giving it up. We then cut to Dewdrop, who I swear said that 2022 will be the year that we all get Dewdropped. So she ain't talking English because I don't know what that means. And then later on in her match, I also think her finisher is now called the Dewdrop. So flub me and we doubling down on this. It was then time for the cutting edge with Edge and his guest was going to be Beth Phoenix, his wife. So do not forget, this meant at one point during the week in the world of kayfabe, Edge went, hey Beth, do you want to be on my cutting edge talk show on Raw? She went, yeah, that sounds great, love. And that's really, really odd. It was really well done though because Edge did did put Finn's across like a monster and it even made a video for her. And when we cut back from that, Beth insinuated that he was only doing this because he wanted to get some later. But honestly, if that's what you have to do to get the sideways shuffle, produce a video, I'd be like, you know what? I can't be bothered. And then naturally, Miz and Maurice interrupted. So I have brought this on myself. I am a fool. I put myself in this position, but bring it down. It rolls up to 10. That's 12 total. We are going to smash through 200. This was quite funny, though, because as ever, Maurice was the star of the show here, and she played it perfectly. Because after the Miz had gone nuts, going, oh, we're going to destroy you at the Royal Rumble. You're going to go down. Tell him, Maurice, he turned around. But she'd already scarped because she don't want none of this. Somehow this will probably mean that Miz and Maurice do win at the Royal Rumble. And while this isn't my favorite feud, they are doing what they need to do. And you can just see all over their faces how happy they are to be doing it with their significant others. You can't get mad at that. Up. Austin Theory then told us he was taken on AJ Styles. What? He had gotten advice from Vince McMahon, though, not to screw this up, and he wasn't lying either. It happened right in front of our face. I really enjoyed it, too, given that AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers ever, and Austin Theory certainly has something. But, of course, given their status in the company, ended in a disqualification. 
crowd. So it was just classic WWE where they're like, well, we're going to put two stars together, but we don't really want any of them to lose, so we won't. And this is just so long in the tooth by this stage. I mean, we did the DQ counter in 2021 and we got to 70. And I'm sorry, but 70 disqualifications is way too much. Just when AJ was going to go for the phenomenal forearm to NXT's Grayson Waller was here and he beat up AJ. So this is why we did get the DQ. And look, I totally get this. You want to be able to advertise NXT because we are getting Waller versus Styles. But it's also massively confusing because sometimes NXT does exist on the main roster and then two weeks afterwards, it doesn't. I mean, it's bad enough for us, but imagine you'd never watched WWE before. You would be absolutely bamboozled. Liv Morgan then finished the trifecta of people cutting promos for our main event because she is going to win and go to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Unlike poor Veer, one week ago, Alexa Bliss had a, hey, I'm going to return to Raw video. And then she got treated like a star because she did indeed enter to Raw. Now, we certainly haven't backed off with the madness here because Alexa Bliss was in a psychiatrist's office and she was talking to the psychiatrist. And basically what happened here is he made her go back in time to remember Charlotte ripping up Lily. So she went absolutely nuts and destroyed his office. This then ran away screaming, and I'm going to say the same thing that I always say, and I'm going to have to apologize for it. But I like the fact that it's different. I like the fact that we have a character. I like the fact we're trying new things. But when I sit there and watch it, my brain just goes, nah, this ain't for me. Something ain't clicking. So that doesn't mean I want WWE to stop it, and nobody should be catering for me. I mean, look at me. I'm a bald a-hole. Even my parents think I stink. But I can't get into it. And I don't know why. There's just something off. So I must be true to myself and give it a down. But if you like it, I totally understand. It just ain't for me. Becky Lynch arrived and cut a short promo because she wants to watch firsthand Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan so she knows who she's going to be fighting in but a few weeks. And I actually thought this was a really fun match. Let's not pretend otherwise. I mean, the story at first was Bianca and Liv being like, man, that Dewdrop, not only is she as obsessed with her name, but you know, she's quite the monster, so we should focus on her. But then, of course, later on, Liv was going to win or Bianca was going to win. So they're like, oh, well, now we've got to fight. It was classic WWE. Triple threat rules. That was awesome though, because at one point Morgan had Bianca in the rings of Saturn, and Bianca Belair is so strong, she just stood up. But then Morgan reversed that into a code breaker, and she was busting these things out all over the place. It was cool. Dewdrop then powerbombed Liv Morgan, but Bianca Belair broke up the cover with a 450. And this is the equivalent of answering your door with your ass. Like you can do it, but there are far simpler ways, but it's still damn impressive. It then took a massive swerve in the story because Bianca Belair actually actually did have the match one after she hit the KOD on Liv Morgan. But Becky Lynch on commentary was like, no, I don't want that to happen. She got in the ring. She beat up Bianca so much that both of them scarpered, which allowed Dewdrop to hit the Dewdrop, which is just the bonsai drop. And she got the one, two, three. So we're actually getting Becky Lynch versus the drop. Now, at first I was like, man, are you kidding me? Dewdrop lost all those matches to Bianca Belair and now she's the number one contender. But it does make sense. Becky Lynch knows this. The whole point is she's terrified of Bianca because she thinks she's going to beat her. So she stopped that from happening because she believes she can beat Dewdrop. So as long as we do tie that into the narrative, it is actually damn smart. Plus the match was good. We got to give it it up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And I actually thought this was a decent episode. It's almost like they have a plan in mind or an event that they're building towards. So everything comes together nicely. It is getting it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.